At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right, happy Valentine's Day, Padres fans. We've got a lot of spring training news and notes to report on today. Look at Jim. You're just a ray of sunshine today. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah, just, just spring training is here. We are eight days away from a Padres game against the Dodgers, February 22nd. We yeah. are five weeks away from the Padres playing March 20th in Korea against the Dodgers as well. And uh, we're going to talk all about it here today. Of course, there's been some news really each and every day since the start of pitchers and catchers reporting. Yesterday, we learned that Jackson Merrill is going to get a legitimate shot to earn a job in the outfield. I don't think it's just Merrill. I think Jacob Marcy could be one of those players as well. For San Diego, we know Jerickson Profar has signed a one-year, $1 million deal with incentives, but it sounds as if Jackson Merrill will get a legitimate shot to win a job in the outfield this spring, we also learned today that Fernando Tatis Jr. was asked if he'd prefer to play right field or center field in 2024, and he said right field. He also said right field is like the – there's more there's more to gain by him in right field, especially at Petco Park, than him in center field. I'm paraphrasing here today. So as you make your way in, whether you're here live or on replay, please subscribe. We have year-round Padres content for you. You can smash the like button for us. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. We appreciate your super chats. a great way to support our work. Click the dollar sign below the chat box, and you can become a member by clicking the join button down below as well. But um, I think the big story yesterday, and there's more to get into today as well, is that Jackson Merrill, Jacob Marcy, other young players, Grand Pauly, will have at least opportunities this spring to earn a job on the Major League roster, Jim. Yeah, you see uh, Jackson Merrill taking fly balls in center field yesterday? Like, tell us he's not your outfielder without telling us he's, in, he's your outfield. Like, he is going to be given every opportunity, and I, I would be shocked if he plays any other position in spring than the outfield. I really would. Like, you're not being, you're not this team's shortstop at all next year unless something catastrophic happens. Uh, you're not even this team's second baseman next year unless this something catastrophic happens. You are an outfielder. That is the only path to the big leagues for Jackson Mail right now. And I think they're going to give him every opportunity. And if he fails, then then he's going to be in the minors. But if they deem it to be a success, then he's going to be up at the major league level as an outfielder. Um, is it a risky move? Absolutely, it's a risky move for a guy that's played five career games in the outfield in his entire career. Um, and it's a, it's almost borderline. It's It's on the borderline of, you're not doing this because you think he could be a good outfielder. 
you're doing this because you don't have any outfielders. And that's always a risky play. I mean, AJ Preller kind of pushed back at that narrative yesterday by oh, saying we won't promote a player lot, based bro. on need. Um, okay, so you're saying you're saying that's not factual. So if he doesn't earn the job, if he hits, because I said that yesterday, but you push back. I said if he hits 140 this spring, I could still see him on the team. You're like, no, that's that's not good enough. He's going to have to earn it to be on the on the team. Well, I, I'm just going. I'm just going by how I I think. Like if a, if a rookie 20 year old in spring training who is competing for a job has all this pressure on him goes out there and hits 140 in spring me personally like you need more time that's well, what if I he hits would. 340 in spring because when you still say you're saying well they're making a decision based on a on need not the fact that he's been fully developed look i i think uh i think anything that preller says you have to take with a grain of salt honestly and it just feels like Jackson Merrill is going to be this outfielder, the outfield out in the outfield for this team this year. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I agree. I mean, I think it's it's uphill. I mean, there's other players to take on a lot. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know if it's like disastrous. We'll find out. I mean, I don't think as of today. From what Preller said yesterday, they were still active in trade conversations. They were still looking at the free agent market. I don't think it's inevitable that Jackson Merrill is starting in left or center for the Padres to begin 2024. I do think he'll absolutely appear for the Padres in 2024, assuming health. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that um, they do need to be cautious here, and they might be putting a lot on his plate. I don't think they'll do it just because they need him. I could be wrong. I, I don't think they do it just because they quote unquote need him. I think they do it because he either earns it or because, or they don't do it because they make a trade or a signing and they feel as if Merrill, you know, needs additional easing in the minor leagues. I, I don't think they just put him up to put him up to start the year, would be my guess. Starting his clock, all those things. But, but then that means that they would have to make another move. Well, sure. I mean, but, I mean, they can do that. I mean, there's tons of time. They made moves last year during spring training. Right. And Preller mentioned how they're still in trade talks. And, yep. you know, the uh, free agent market is still there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this, this is a ever-flowing outfield. Everything is – it could change by the day. And nothing mm -hmm. is set in stone at all, but it just feels like that Jackson Merrill will get the first shot. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's fair. I mean, what, what do you think would happen if they go out and sign a center fielder and then it's Profar and Merrill competing for a left field job? You think they would lean on the veteran they signed for a million dollars to start the year, or would they use Profar as a bench piece? As in, would you have Profar start and put Merrill in the minor leagues, or would you have Merrill start and have Profar coming off your bench? What's more likely? I mean, it just it just depends. Uh, it just depends on what the Padres think of Jackson Merrill. Like, if the Padres view Jackson Merrill as a guy that could do it, and they know more about this than we do, they're around him every single day. They see how he's reacting to being put in maybe positions that he's not used to, and they're gonna uh, react accordingly. And I think um, if they deem it that he can 
do everything that they are going to ask of him and there's not this big hurdle and then I think they would go with Jackson Merrill over the veteran guy signed for a one-year, $1 million deal. Because mm-hmm. if, if Jackson Merrill's on this team, we talked about this yesterday, Jackson Merrill gets called up to this team and you're starting pro far over him, then what's the point of having Jackson Merrill at the big league roster? Well, that won't happen. That's why I posted as, will Merrill start and pro far come off the bench or will pro far start and Merrill start in, in AAA? What do you think? Um, I think right now I would lean and to Profar would be my guess to give Merrill. It gives you cover. Give Merrill thirty days in the minor leagues. Maybe he hits. Maybe he doesn't. Whatever. Triple A numbers are typically inflated. It's hard to imagine you get off to an awful start in Triple A. Maybe he hits, you know, a lick, and then you have a reason to potentially promote him. Um, I think you're asking a lot of Jackson Merrill. Uh, I do. I agree with that. And. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to start the year in the major leagues. He may. We'll see how this thing develops. Maybe there's injuries. Maybe they don't make a trade. Maybe they don't sign someone via free agency. Um, and by the way, I think we're also forgetting about like a Jacob Marcy. No, we're not forgetting, but Jacob Marcy's two years older. Uh-huh. Maybe Marcy gets the first opportunity and Merrill gets the additional seasoning. And then depending on how Marcy plays, depends, you know, determines what happens with Jackson Merrill once the season starts as well. And depending on how uh, Jerks and Profar plays, uh, determines what happens with Jackson Merrill as well. I, you know, at the end of the day, um, I do think it's a big, it'll be a big talking point, much like Fernando Tatis Jr. 2019, Chris Paddock 2019. I don't think it's the end all be all. If he's the only rookie starter in their lineup, I won't lose crazy sleep over it from day one. If, if there's either Jacob Marcy or Jackson Merrill in their lineup to start the year, I don't think it's the craziest thing in baseball history i think it's a little aggressive but if you have one rookie starter in your lineup to begin 2024 that they deem ready i could live with that to start the year it's uh it's better than having rule five prospects on the opening day roster which is yeah i I agree which has happened in the past with this franchise oh absolutely absolutely i agree with that yes they have any rule five guys they took in the major league portion this year or not i thought they did they did but they took someone didn't they yeah, so someone would have to stick to make the to stay. Yeah, I don't know. Can I just say this There's nothing to do with Jackson Merrill, Brian, mm. bro. This is how YouTube works. I'm sorry if there's an ad in a live stream, but that's how YouTube works. Yeah, we don't control that, and we don't control it. And sorry, it's literally a five second ad. So I don't know. Just whatever. Um, okay, so there's the Merrill conversation. There's Tati saying today he is a right fielder did you see also this um well you did because i sent it to you the bob nightingale quote from manny machado yesterday at in camp which has not gotten near the play i thought it would assuming it's accurate um this here it is bob nightingale 21 hours ago padres third baseman manny machado on life without juan soto here's the direct quote we believe in the guys that we have, but obviously no one can replace Soto. He's the top player in the game. He's irreplaceable. <laughs> per Bob Nightingale, that is a direct quote from Manny Machado. Machado, he is irreplaceable. He's the top player in the game. Well, he, you replaced him with Jerkson Profar and Jackson Merrill, so he is. <laughs> so he's been re- he's replaceable. He's been replaced. He's, he's replaceable. Hmm. Not surprising. I mean, how could you say a bad? How, how could you be like, yeah, you know. Uh, not that great of a player. Um, 
didn't really no but not that but couldn't you be like yeah it's part of the game unfortunately but i feel as if the pieces we got back you know maybe put us in a better position to win but you know obviously juan soto is you know a great player but i mean say he's the best player in the game and he's irreplaceable is you know i don't know that's pretty frank isn't it i mean it's it's manny machado it's he's gonna say it's like whatever um I mean, is he wrong? <laughs> you know, like, is he one of the best players in the game? Is he irreplaceable? When you think about it, is Manny wrong at all? Because I, I would tend to say no, he's not. Um, yeah, and apparently he say he's, so he's the top player. He said he's a top player, even though the quote attributes him as saying he's the top player in the game. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I think when Juan Soto's at his best, um. Probably right. It's probably right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we saw him as a as the top player in baseball as a Padre. I think he was a good player, really good player. Maybe like a top 15 position player in baseball at times. I don't think he was ever the top position player as a Padre. Um, correct me if I'm wrong on that. I think he was he was very good here at times. There were also times he Yeah, do you say he said he said a top player, not the top player, right? Yeah, right, exactly. But, I mean, he said he's irreplaceable and a top player. And, and, no, it's fair. I mean, we feel the same way. I mean, I think trading Juan Soto is ultimately a mistake. We'll see if that's accurate or not. But also the other side of the coin, if we're being fair, and I was the biggest proponent of Juan Soto ever, is that Soto's time as a Padre was good, but it wasn't great. It could have been better. You wish it was longer. And I think his first half-season stint with the Padres in the regular season was uh, not good. I mean, he right. like 210 or 217. I mean, it was not good. I mean, postseason-wise, he had some pretty big hits. Mm -hmm. Mets series and the Dodgers series, and then he started to heat up in the, the Phillies series. But, um, you know, last year, we were all expecting this, like, MVP type of season for him. And he showed moments. But overall, it wasn't, like, the greatest and that's not that that by no means changed my changed my opinion on on Juan Soto as being mm -hmm. one of the best players still in the game because I still yeah, sure. absolutely think he is, and I still think that the trading of Juan Soto um, at this point in time, not I'm not gonna say it was a mistake, but just could have been avoided. Like that that whole situation could have been avoided, and it mm -hmm. was a it was a situation that the Padres put themselves in. So if they're crying over having to trade Juan Soto, sorry, you're the ones that put yourself in that position to have to trade Juan Soto. So that I don't want to hear any crying about it from you guys at all. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, and listen, I thought his numbers, if you look at his numbers at the end of the year, they're very, very good. Um, but remember what he did in September. And the season was essentially on ice. Not that that's necessarily fair. I mean, for uh, we would have ripped him if he didn't hit in September, and he did. But I'm looking it up right now. Through August, his OPS was 883 he ended up finishing the year with an ops of 930 so he was 1100 1150 or something in september so he was great in the final month of the season but we already knew where they were heading in the final month of the season which was cancun hmm. so he was having a good year um but i mean they they really aj preller when he made the trade i mean he he said it as clear as day three pennant runs we got a chance to win a world series we had to make a move like this but it was actually one pennant run and they traded him away. So a gross miscalculation yeah. is some of that on Soto because he didn't play up to 
par? Not really. I mean, again, you're in the postseason that first year, and it's hard to put year two on Soto because he had the 930 OPS and the 158 OPS plus. So it's more of a indictment on Preller. How can you say we got him because you can't not make the trade when you get him for three pennant runs? They said three, yeah. and they'd won. And that, that's a big mess. Yeah. Well, now, uh, moving forward, you're going to need Manny Machado to step it up. You're going to need Xander Bogart to step it up. And the players that you received back from the Juan Soto trade are going to need to perform. You're going to need Michael King to perform. You're going to need Johnny Brito and Vasquez to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, Higgy, their backup catcher, like just be serviceable. You know, and I think he can be. I think he's proven that over his career that he's a very serviceable backup. Um, he's not going to hit for much power. He's not going to really do much of anything offensively for you. Mm-hmm. But he can be a little streaky guy, and and that's fine. Uh, you, you know, the, the whole idea here is to have Luis Campisano take the bull by the horns and be this team's everyday catcher, you know, five out of seven days a week. And if that happens, then that's great. But uh, with the loss of Juan Soto, it's 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 just, you know, you're going to need other guys to step up, starting with Manny Machado. Yeah, I, th- I think these angles, and by the way, Duckies is not the only person to say this, but I, I think these angles are misguided. I feel like anytime someone leaves, no matter who it is, oh, Melvin, not a good manager. I was critical right. of Melvin. But yeah. Melvin, not a good manager, she'll better. Is that accurate? Oh, Soto, I won't miss him. He's not a team guy. And you know what Duckies would probably say, by the way, if Manny Machado was traded or didn't resign yeah. that extension, say Machado's not a team player. Or if something happened with Tatis or they traded Tatis, well, he's not a good, he's not a good guy. And he had the suspension. And he had, like, we're always going to say that. It, it's, oh, well, Bogarts, he didn't perform here. Like, if, if you're not going to miss Juan Soto, then who are you going to miss? I mean, Juan Soto is one of the great players in the history. Like, we're going to look back when Soto retires in 12 years, and you're going to say he had one of the great careers in modern baseball history, and he happened to be on the San Diego Padres, but we only saw him for 200 games because Preller traded him away. Like, Juan Soto will go down. I'm not saying his time as a Padre. He might go down as one of the greatest players to ever wear a Padres uniform. I'm talking ever, including the Gwyns and whomever, okay? Trevor Hoffman's whomever. So if you're not going to miss Juan Soto, then who are you going to miss? Yeah, it's just it, – sorry, it is what it is, Duckies. It's a stupid take. And to think that Juan Soto was looking for walks and runners from scoring position is also a lazy, dumb take. So whatever. But thanks for watching. By the way, his numbers were great with runners in scoring position last year. Great. Like the biggest fucking eye roll ever when I hear people talk about like that with Juan Soto. And you hear people in the media in this town say the exact same thing and you probably heard that from him duckies but at the same time that person or whoever you heard it from is a moron all right he had a 1016 ops with runners in scoring position in 2023 is that not good enough no it's just it's a tired take that frankly should never be discussed again and people like duckies and whoever else in this town will shit on Juan Soto for not being here we'll have fun watching Juan Soto put up massive numbers in New York yeah, I'm looking right now. With, by the way, with um, with men on base last year, his OPS was 983. With a runner at third and two outs last year and 36 plate appearances, his OPS was 1314. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, I, again, I can give you numbers until I'm blue in the face, and I, I just told you it, I don't think it was an elite MVP caliber year because no. it wasn't. But guess what? Look at last year. His year was 
clearly better than Machado, clearly better than Tatis, clearly better than Bogarts, better than Kim, so running circles around Jay Cronenworth, right? Johnny's the best. He's the best offensive, offensive player on the team by a mile. By a yep. mile. By a mile. I know everyone likes Hassan Kim, and he's, you know, this fan favorite, but ran circles around Hassan Kim's offensive year last year. Circles. Yeah, and I'm not saying it can't be overcome. They didn't have a complete roster. Maybe maybe what they've done is better for the 26-man roster. Juan Soto can't carry a team. It's hard for one player to carry a team. Mike Trask going to the Hall of Fame. What's he carrying? Shohei Otani's going to the Hall of Fame. What did he carry? for years so it's it's not as easy as well we had soto and i'll tell you why he's not a team player we missed the postseason well mike trout missed the postseason shohei otani misses the postseason aaron judge misses the postseason no it's a, it's a dumb take and frankly we should just move on honestly all right do you want to remind our viewers about our title sponsor here on the wrap-up show mark nimitz at farmers insurance if you have any insurance need mark is your guy you can take that from us i've got a homeowner's life insurance and earthquake insurance policy through mark nimitz if you switch your policy he could save you 750 dollars or more the next time you have a renewal before you renew call mark click the link in the description down below You'll get to his website, which you see on screen. You can get free quotes online, free quotes by calling Mark. He'll talk to you about the Padres. He's a lifelong Padres fan and a native San Diegan. It's whatever you need, and he's a great agent. You can take that from me. Great service and communication. Had a claim in here in 2022. He took care of everything. Saved us thousands of dollars, dozens of hours of time. I don't know where I would have turned without Mark. Auto, home, business life, renters, condo, whatever it is. Get in contact with Mark Nimitz. If you support this channel, if you support our work, whether you're here live or on replay, if you have an insurance need, get in contact with Mark Nimitz before renewing. Yeah, all his information is on the ticker below. Nimitz at farmersagent.com is his email address. When you reach out to our buddy Mark, let him know that uh, John and Jim from the wrap-up show sent you. All right. I, I knew the TV deal would be better than what was being forecasted, and it is. It's $19.99 a month, MLB.TV. It's been rebranded as Padres.TV. Remember last year, it was like the San Diego Padres MLB channel. It was made no sense. Something like but that. it's Padres.TV, which is MLB.TV. It's $99.99 for the full season, which is $0.64 cents a game. Or it's $19.99 a month for the six-month regular season. It also includes spring training broadcasts. There are a handful of those and a number of other offerings. And they're free, by the MLB. way. TV. I'm sorry? Spring training games are free. Spring training is free. Um, the first Padres.tv broadcast is Monday, February 26th. They'll have six or seven of the spring training games on Padres.tv. They'll have games on streaming, et cetera. But a majority of the 162, not all. There's ESPN games. There's Peacock games. There's a handful of games in there, right? But let's say 155 of the 162 are available at Padres.tv. For $99.99, I was spending $100 per month on DirecTV Stream, which is some BS product. I can now spend $99 for the entire season to watch the Padres. For me, that is a... Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. 
I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Huge win. No blackout restrictions in market. What's better than that? I mean, could you ask for being cheaper than that? I can't. The only thing that I was worried about, because we all knew they were going to be on MLB.TV. Like, they were going to have the same thing, same setup. Mm -hmm as they did last year, probably a few more bells and whistles and pr- mm-hmm. better production because they had a full offseason to prepare. I-, I was worried that the price would go up. I, I was expecting maybe $29.99 a month, right? Or like $149.99 you know, for the entire year. But when you see at $99.99 for the full year or $19.99 a month, no blackout restrictions, you can, I mean, the, the MLB.TV app compared to the Bally's app was not even, I mean, it's like Grand Canyon size gap <laughs> comparable. The app is available on all TVs, all smart TVs. It, yeah. So um, absolute home run if you're a fan. I think that this is <laughs> the best possible scenario that you could get. Um. But if you're the team, like I, I care about myself. I know you care about yeah. like your viewing experience. If you're a fan, like how do I get to watch the mm-hmm. games? And this all is amazing. I mean, hundred bucks full for the full season. All right, hundred bucks, yeah. and then say, you know, first of all, screw cable, YouTube TV, seventy two bucks a month. All right, so. You're I mean, like ninety. You're now you're like ninety because you're paying another fifteen a month for the Padres, right? Right. And regular cable is around like hundred and fifty dollars, hundred eighty bucks a month. Yeah, depending on what you have. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I personally love it, and I think um, we shouldn't take this for granted because in the future, guarantee, guarantee that this will change because this 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 uh. You know, formula the Padres mm-hmm. are doing here for the TV that ain't helping them revenue wise. Well, look at it this month. way that's not, that's not helping you. Look at it this way there's no chance in hell they'll sell 100,000 of these no. subscriptions. That I mean, that's a massive no. number. If they did, that would result in 10 million dollars. They had a 60 million dollar TV yeah. deal in order to hit the 60 million number, they would need 600,000 subscribers. In a that's like everyone in the city. I mean, if you think about it, that that. That's such a massive number that, you know, they're going to move 50 to 100,000 of these subscriptions would be my guess. They're going to make $5 million plus there's costs associated with it. Maybe Major League Baseball is backfilling something. Maybe it's because of in a loan or some type of repayment or future payment. I mean, but here's what happened. They went from $60 million in TV to start last year coming off a National League Championship Series to $5 million guaranteed through their TV deal. They went from $60 million to five million bad and they're not, not the only team arizona's it was in the world series last year right they have no tv deal that's why the padres asked for a hundred million dollar loan i mean the math is the easiest math in the world they needed to cut 50 million in payroll they lost 50 million from their tv revenue deal that's why they asked for 100 million and they only got 50 so guess what they used probably that 50 for their tv and they cut all the money from the payroll i mean it's 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 <laughs> exactly. very easy to see 
how this, how this all went down. Went down. They lost their TV deal, fifty million a year, give or take, whatever. I'm just using yeah. a well, Yep. And so you lose that, and you needed to get below the CBT. So basically, cut between fifty and sixty million off your payroll. And they asked Major League Baseball for a hundred million dollar loan to cover those costs. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball said, "Nah, here's fifty. So what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the TV media rights deal to cover, or are you going to choose the payroll to cover?" They clearly chose the media deal because they're giving you a pretty cush deal here if you're a fan. Yeah, I don't even know if the Padres have anything to do with it. I mean, the MLB.TV stuff I think is going to yeah, be the probably same right. for all teams because the Arizona's going through this there's like four teams going through it right now i think it's just that's the cost yeah like i'm looking i just went to mlb.com so all teams all year i mean think about it. all teams is 149.99 and that's set by mlb so how could the Padres be 149.99 if i could watch every single game for 149.99 so it's 99.99 no blackouts i think major league baseball rob manford i saw a quote this week that said this is a very difficult time for clubs yeah. Like, and I said this, I think, earlier this week on John and Jim or last week. This is the first time in the big four sports history where you actually could see like contraction of salaries on the other side of this. Yeah. Because this is, it's not just the Padres. It's going to be like 20 of these 30 teams. It's not going to impact the Dodgers. It's not going to impact the Yankees or the Mets, but it's going to impact 20 of these teams. Revenues are going down. How do players get paid more if revenues are going down? Like, this is the first time in modern sports history. And maybe I'm, off the mark, but NFL revenues skyrocket, NBA revenues skyrocket, Major League Baseball revenues are like murky because of these local TV deals and the impact of streaming on markets and on regional sports networks like Bally's and whomever else. So uh, it's it's an interesting time for Major League Baseball. I'm not here feeling sorry for people owning the teams, but I am a little bit concerned about the Padres' ability to compete in the short term with teams that have money and the Padres clearly don't have the money they previously had. So that concerns me. So you think that Major League Baseball has these price points? Like Padres don't have anything to do with it. Yeah, definitely. What do, think you think the, what do you think? What do you think the price points would be if the Padres had their had their way? Thirteen grand. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean I don't think it's that big of a deal, Jim. Because if they charge one fifty, not one hundred, like is that making their season? Like we made another two point five in TV. No. You know, I mean you're at sixty. Yeah. So. And, we, and from what we saw last year, the second that Bally's went under and MLB.tv took over the Padres TV rights. Mm -hmm. There wasn't a change in viewership at all. Like there wasn't a spike, even though that it, it became everybody in San Diego County. Right. So before it wasn't, that wasn't the case and MLB.tv made it. So the reach was just way larger. And there was no change at all. I think there might have been maybe, yeah, I don't even know if there was, a, there wasn't a change at all. It was very similar. Very similar. And that's something I think the Padres. thousand people watching on average per game, something like that. I think the Padres expected more. I think they maybe expected double because of their reach. And they were wrong. But But the issue with reach, here's the one thing we know. The one thing that supersedes anything else is cost. So when there's a barrier of pay, you're not going to reach more people. You can say, oh, we now, because of no blackout restrictions, are reaching millions of people. And by the way, there's also people that are going to have access to this because of their cable provider, I'm assuming, because it'll be on like your view channel four. I don't, I don't think that's fully been announced, but this will also be on cable providers. It's for people that don't have cable. 
that are going to take advantage of this direct-to-consumer situation. But yeah, direct-to-consumer is never going to equal cable because you're never going to get people to buy in one one-off after one-off after one-off after one-off right. for one thing, like Padres games. You're not buying a cable bundle. You're buying one thing, Padres games. So it's never going to be this like complete and utter home run. You're never going to have millions of people spending $100 to watch Padres games. It just doesn't work like that. No, I agree. So I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I think in the future, they could get some of the revenues back. I mean, but I, I don't know how long that's going to take, you know, but it could take yeah. a while. Is the concern, I think. Yeah. Um, guys, as you gear up for the baseball season, do so with our friends at FOCO. They've got brand new gear for the season. You can click the link pinned in the top of the chat or the link that's in the description down below, like this Padres Flamingo shirt, which is basically what you have to wear if you're going to Korea because nothing says Korea like flamingos or spring training. Uh, they also have big head bobbleheads like this one of Fernando Tatis Jr., your right fielder, not your center okay. fielder. They've got this big head bobblehead now available. In addition to that... I got this for uh, for my four-year-old for – this is his Valentine's Day gift. Oh, nice. Padre's backpack for kindergarten, which Perfect. he will use coming up this August. They have this – they have so many more products. Jim has some bobbleheads behind him from our friends at FOCO. They've got amazing officially licensed products through Major League Baseball. Padres, bobbleheads, big heads, hats, T-shirts, bucket caps. I don't, I don't know. Everything. Seriously, click the link and browse it because they got so much stuff. And maybe you're going to Peoria. Maybe you're going to Seoul. Maybe you're going to Padres opening day, March 28th. Gear up. Baseball season is back. Spring training is underway. We're just a couple of days out from uh, spring training games, Jim. Yeah. Click the link in our uh, chat, top of the chat, and uh, go to FOCO. FOCO's amazing. I mean, the bobbleheads there they have are fantastic. They always come out mm -hmm. with new ones, uh, up to date, um, based on you know, events that happen on the field and whatnot. So go there, check them out, pick up some stuff and uh, use the link in our uh, chat on the top. I think as we learned last year after the switch to MLB Padres channel, you know, they made some changes in their broadcast because they didn't have any Halbrin on the sidelines. I think in the second half of last year, they announced today and I apologize because I don't know the pronunciation of our first yeah, name. They not say new so. sideline reporter Mariluz Cook, maybe the way to say it. Um, she had previously been working as a sports anchor for KSL Five in Salt Lake, um, and served as a host for the Utah Jazz. So Annie, who wasn't with that new product in the second half of last year, is no longer a part of the broadcast in 2024 either. They have this newcomer. I, I may be saying it improperly. Mariluz Cook, along with Orsillo and Grant. Scanlon but Pomerantz is back is he not I haven't I didn't see his name I'm no I don't see his name in the release did you I didn't I know that Sweeney's not back Sweeney's gone right that we had discussed that's right but I don't see Mike Pomerantz's name um but I'm reading the UT article I'm not reading that Padres blog site I don't know if he was mentioned in the Padres blog site or not mm -hmm. that would be a bit of a Surprise, he's been doing it for, for how long? Decade plus at this Forever. point? Yeah. Well, the Padres can do what they want to do. So Okay. I'm just saying I'm just saying, like it's they're gonna it's it's unfortunate. I like I like Pomeranz a lot. I like Sweeney a lot. I know some fans didn't like him, but I, I thought, you know, getting an insight from a former baseball player is kind of like critical. I mean, it is like, hey, right after the game, I want to hear from a former baseball player. Okay, cool. Well, they'll have that, I think, still with what? Scanlon, right? Potentially. Scans, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, yeah. I guess. Uh, what else here? Manny Machado in the UT yesterday. Kevin swinging the bat pretty well. He's in the midst of a throwing program. He has no expectations, his quote. Honestly, no expectations. Just go out there and see how I feel. Um, baseball. Hoping to be available when the season starts. It's baseball. He will miss a game in April, we know, because of the birth of his first child, because his wife is due to give birth in the month of April. So he's expected to miss at least one game at some point in April. But, I mean, everything we know about Manny Machado is I don't see him not being in the lineup in some capacity March 20th. And I hope he is well enough to contribute in a big way because no matter what he does, he's going to be in there. Whether he hits or not, I think he's going to be in there. So let's hope that he looks healthy and is able to impact this team in a positive way from day one because I just I don't see how he sits no matter what his numbers look like to start the year because that's just who Manny Machado is. Dude, I'd be surprised if he's not getting in a bat in the first Cactus League game. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I'm just – I wouldn't be surprised by it. You know, he he calls his shots, and if he feels like he's healthy enough, he's going to go out there. He's going to play. And you kind of need to, as an entire team, have everything ramped up quicker than normal. I mean, most big league teams are reporting pitchers and catchers today, which is like, oh, it's interesting. The Padres did that, like, you know, this past weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And most of their position players are already there. Uh, So... Everything for them, same with the Dodgers, because they played in Korea as well. Mm-hmm. But everything for them has to be ramped up. Um, and I'm sure Manny is doing the exact same thing with his recovery, is ramping things up to make sure that he's ready for the first game of the year in Korea. As, at it's, least at worst as a DH. Yeah, I agree. I could definitely see it being as a DH, no question. Uh, I'm with you on that. I don't think he'll force it in the field, but I do think he'll force it getting into the lineup. He had surgery he two days yesterday. after the season. You see that? He was in the field taking some grounders. Right, but it's kind of like you know Aaron Rodgers was throwing. You know, I mean, True, it's is different. that enough for me to believe that he's going to be in the field? Aaron I don't Rodgers. I don't know. Um, it is crazy that he somehow – I didn't even remember this. He somehow had 30 home runs last year. Um, but his OPS was 782. He hit 258. He was a three and a half war player after being a seven and a half war player the year before. I mean, he's he's got to meet that in the middle, and that's not easy. Coming off an elbow surgery and coming off a down year, he's got to go from three and a half war to five and a half war. When projections at Fangraphs have him as a 3.4 war player, that like, I mean, man, there's a lot of pressure and onus. I don't even know if it's pressure. You just have to produce at a high clip from day one coming off injury for a team that no longer has Juan Soto, that is not as good on paper as they were a year ago. Like that, that's, that's a lot. And that's what, you know, future hall of famers hopefully are capable of doing. So he, I think he's capable. He's only a year removed from an amazing season. Can he replicate that coming off injury? I I don't know. I really don't know. It's a big question mark. I would say, well, it's an even year. So it is an even year. Yes. Um, He usually, backs up bad seasons with good seasons true so you hope this is a good season and they need it in the worst way you right know, they, they, they need a lot of things to go right for them that's one of them that's probably the top i mean you need to have manny machado have a manny machado type of year mm-hmm. right um and yeah it's just it's crucial to this team's success if manny's not if manny plays like he did last year I just don't see a path to the, for this team 
that makes the postseason. I just don't. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and you need like all world type of seasons from from Kim and Bogarts and Tatis and like Cronenworth actually to be like competent again at the plate. I just need mm-hmm. a lot to go right if Manny doesn't have a good season. Here's the direct quote, by the way, and I agree with you on. We talked earlier. Tatis is not going to have a position change. You could argue that you know he'd be a brilliant center fielder, but he's already a platinum Glover and right. Um, the quote from Tatis that Tatis told the Padres he thought he'd bring more value in right. Here's the quote: "I feel like right field at Petco Park is more important than center field." Interesting. I mean, it's spacious right field compared to left field. Um, more important than center field? I don't know. But if he's comfortable in right field, there's no need right. to move him. Keep there's him no in right. Need. Keep him in right. Yeah. There's no. There's no need. It's. It's. He's comfortable out there. He's proven he's one of the best defensive right fielders in the game, if not the best. Um, his arm is such a weapon out there, and it looks mm-hmm. like he got he got very comfortable. Um, and he even mentioned today or yesterday, for maybe it was this morning, talking about his swing and how his swing just was not there last year. Duh, we all saw it. I mean, look at the numbers. Christmas September. Yeah, it just wasn't good. You can get his swing back, and, and, and we talked about it too. Last year for him offensively, there was a little bit of a pass from a standpoint of, okay, the main thing is we want to see you play for a full season without getting injured. Check, did that. Mm-hmm. Um, being off for a full year, like, that's tough, man. That is tough. And I know the reasons why he was off for a full year, and it's not excusing it at all. But this year is the year where if Tatis looks like he did offensively last year, this year, then we start to have to make you know some discussion here about like what's going on here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I believe he'll bounce back. Here's why. Here's the list of players with a higher career OPS through age 23 than Tatis. Here are the players with a higher career OPS through age 23. Ted Williams, Jimmy Fox, Joe DiMaggio, Albert Pujols, Juan Soto, Willie Wells, Mel Ott. That's the list. So, I mean, you you got some incredible talents in the history of the sport, and that's the list of players with more power and productivity at the plate through age 23 than Tatis. Now, again, was it down year last year? Are there reasons to explain it? I think there are. Does it guarantee he bounces back? Absolutely not. But he seems like a bounce back candidate at his age, further removed from injury with the success he had earlier in his career. I think he's a huge, I mean, a big time bounce back candidate in 2024. I hope he's an MVP candidate. I think he's capable of being that in 2024. That uh, Richard, thank you for the super problems. chat. Which, yeah, we solve a lot. Yeah, potentially, 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 potentially. Uh, Richard, thank you. He says, Dodger fan here. If I were a Padre fan, I don't care what AJ said. They're going to rush the rookies, period. Um, Maybe it's possible. It's possible. Uh, I don't think anyone fully knows the answer on that, but I I think it's it's one of the possibilities that could play out over the next half a year. It is Preller's MO, and actions speak louder than words, and so – I mean, we know we know Preller. It's kind of like just you listen to him, but at the same time, whatever he says, just always take it for a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Like he's never going to be truthful with you. He's never going to give you a clear cut answer. He's never going to. I mean, you can ask him a yes or no question. Is the sky like is the is the grass green? <laughs> and he would mm-hmm. give you a, a five minute. Well, you know and. You know, as you know, you know, and, and get to a point where you're like, wait, did you even answer my question? Right. That's true. 
So actions will speak louder than words. Um, and if Jackson Merrill's on this opening day roster, if he hits 180 in spring, then whatever he said yesterday about not rushing guys and, and putting him up in knees, then we all know that was a complete lie, which he's known to do. Yeah, um, we'll see. I mean, I do agree there's been some players maybe rushed. Like, even like Ethan Salas getting to double-A last year was a complete yeah. reach, obviously. But that's not putting Salas yet in the big leagues um, or even putting Merrill as of yet in the big leagues. I, I think that what Preller said, that these players have to earn the jobs, I'll take that at its face until proven otherwise. Like, if he does hit 140 this spring, he's on the big league roster and starting in left field for the first 30 games of the season, then clearly he hasn't really earned – that opportunity, but we'll see if that's how it plays out or not. Matt, thank you for your membership and the super chat, guys. Appreciate it. Please subscribe if you're here. Uh, we have year-round Padres content. Smash the like button for us. You can follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer at Jim Russell SD. Thank you for the super chats. Clicking that dollar sign below the chat box. Thank you for the super thanks if you're here on replay as well. He says, "Let's see if the 35th hitting coach in 20 years can fix some of these players." I don't even know who the hitting coach is. I have no idea who's the hitting coach. Yeah, exactly. Did they hire one? Honestly, they did. Who is it? They've had so many. Who cares? I can't keep track. Honestly, like who is it? That... Someone put it in the chat. Who's the hitting coach? I know three. I know four coach. Well, I know Tim Leeper, who we had on our mm -hmm. John and Jim show. Yeah, he was great. Oh yes, thanks, Matt. The uh, dude from Cleveland. Yeah, was with um, Boston as well, and with mm -hmm. Andrew Bogarts. Victor, yep. yeah, Victor Gonzalez. Okay, gotcha. Do you believe no, we'll be here in 2026? No chance. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the crazy part of it all. And, and honestly, whoever the hitting coach is, these guys, hitters have to hit. Whoever the hitting coach is, Victor Gonzalez, whomever, bench coach, Tim Leeper, whoever it is, these guys right. got to hit. And I'm not putting it on the hitting coach. Well, if they hit, I'm not giving Victor Gonzalez credit. If they don't hit, I'm not saying fire Victor Gonzalez. That's the way I look at it. Right. You got tens of millions of dollars tied up in these players, position players, tens of millions, hundreds right. of millions. It's on them. They got to perform. All right. All right. I got to go. All right. Uh, Jim's got to go. We will be on the radio at 3 p.m. Mike Farron, MLB Network Radio. That's news to Jim. He will be on the radio today at 310. Lamont Butler, San Diego State. You may recall what he did last year in the Final Four. He will join us at 3.30. We do want to thank our partners, including our title sponsor, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. If you have an insurance need, please get in contact with Mark by clicking the link in the description down below. And again, if you're looking for Padres gear for the season, click that link in the description down below. For our friends at FOCO, we'll see you on the radio today at 3 p.m. For Jim, I'm John. This has been the Wrap-Up Show. Peace out, bye.